0: There is over a trillion dollars of waste in supply chains today.
1: The net zero carbon emission is something that corporates are taking very seriously. To meet these objectives, they're going to have to take into consideration CO2 emissions. Hi, and welcome back to Net Zero Carbon. This is the show at Freight Waves where we talk all things decarbonization from freight to fuels to energy I'm Tyler Cole, your host, and today I'm joined by Josh Bauk, President of Trax Technologies. Josh, thanks for joining the show. Tyler, thanks for having me. This is exciting. Uh, I can't wait to talk about this topic with you. This is going to be a lot of fun. I enjoy getting guests on that also geek out on these sort of nerdy subjects, so I'm, I'm thrilled that we're going to be able to take the listeners on the journey with us today. We met briefly, let's give a little bit of background, on FreightWaves Now a few weeks ago, prior to our live event in Chattanooga F3. And since then we've had some really good conversations where I got to learn about what Trax is doing to help with data and scope three and emissions and carbon management. And it's worth having a longer form conversation so that we can bring people into the opportunities and the risks and the challenges and where just in general, the industry is going. So before we we open up that Pandora's box, let's do this. Let's get your background. How'd you get to Trax? Who is Trax? What do you guys do? And then we'll go from there.
0: Sure. Yeah, that's that's easy. It's always easy to talk about yourself. Uh, so for 25 years, I've been in uh, tech uh, software and, and services. I was in uh, demand response early uh, in the energy efficiency days. Uh, and then uh, over the last three or four years, uh, got into the freight uh, space. Uh, was recruited to Trax three years ago. Trax is uh, 25 a 25-year-old freight auditor uh, that has been uh, going on a journey from traditional freight audit to what is really transportation spend management. And uh, in that journey, uh, what we've recognized is that we have a real opportunity to participate in helping organizations, large global companies, improve their scope three emissions data collection uh, and, and really actionability of that data. Uh, to help them drive down uh, the, co- the uh, emissions that they're
1: dealing with uh, on, a, on a day-by-day basis with their vendors. Such a big opportunity. Tell me a little bit more about like the scope of what Trax does and maybe even the landscape of freight audit and payment and now this new sector y'all are carving out, like transportation spend management.
0: Sure, yeah. So freight audit is, is all about going out and talking to every single transportation vendor that a customer has collecting those invoices on a day-by-day, month-by-month basis for every move, every lane, every region, and be able to, to use that data uh, to pay the bill, to audit the bill, uh, uh, and then to be able to take that data and use it to help make good cost-based decisions. Uh, and so we've been doing that around the world uh, for over $22.4 billion dollars in spend in all regions uh, with our team of 550 or so folks that are that are spread out again around every region of the world, what we've realized is that a lot of that data that we use to to manage the spend uh, of of a move is the same data uh, that we would use to also calculate carbon more more accurately, uh, and that that's you know that's vehicle type, it's fuel type, it's uh, distance. It's time of day. It's all these different things that we're collecting this data that's coming off of both the TMS and the, uh, and the billing data from the carriers that we can aggregate, harmonize, and then use to calculate carbon
1: emissions. So important and so valuable. And, and I think unique in that the focus has necessarily started shifting towards this. Uh, how do we attack scope three? How do corporates think about getting our arms around this data? And it's got to be a boon for some of your customers to say, oh, well, we actually are already doing this process. It's part of our natural supply chain. I mean, we think about supply chain as the flows of not just the goods moving up and downstream, but the information and the money flows. And you guys sit very heavily on those last two, enabling the first one. And as you say, the pun intended, the exhaust of all of that data, right, is that you now have the tools to get a really good, verified, accountable carbon number for these customers. So maybe... What's needed? How does that happen? How is Trax thinking about rolling out that offering? Take us through that.
0: Yeah, it's, it's actually, it all came about because of one of our customers. So AbV, the global pharmaceutical company, uh, was working with us and, and, uh, one of the executives on, on that team said, Hey, look, in, uh, next year, this is going to be one of my top four or five priorities is, is getting my arms around scope three emissions because they see what's happening. Uh, in the with the SEC and, those, and the vote that's coming out here in December, but also because AbbVie has a culture of driving su- a sustainable organization, they are trying to explicitly make improvements in their carbon emissions uh, year over year across all of their businesses, and they knew they needed good data to do that. And so they approached us and partnered with us, and over the last year, we've brought this product to market, and it's in production now. But we we think of the data in, in or the way to solve these problems in what we'll call the the rule of the three C's. The three C's are coverage, where you have to have if you want to do this well and you want to meet SEC reporting guidelines. We've got it. We really have to measure across all modes, all regions, uh, every mo- move that we can get our hands on. Uh, we have to have consistency in how we do that. We see a lot of companies trying to ask their vendors to give them carbon emissions data, but all those vendors are calculating things differently. Some are just sort of rule of thumbing it. Some, some are uh, providing good uh, quality of data. So we, but if you don't have consistency, you don't really know what you're driving. And then you have to have compliance. And what I mean by compliance simply is how you calculate and whether that calculation is uh, certified with a, a verifiable standards. So we use uh, the EU standard, I know you're familiar with it, um, the EN 16258 standard for calculating carbon emissions across different transportation modes. And so uh, doing that, being able to create a solution that, that meets those three C's globally is what we believe is really critical, whether you use us or whether you use someone else.
1: That is so great to hear. And it's important for our listeners to understand the value of interoperability and agreement as it comes to standards and reporting. As you mentioned, the problem is always, if I go to my vendors, whom there could be thousands of, how do I interpret and make sense of the data that I get back? So if we can stick to these standards, like the EN you just mentioned, or the forthcoming ISO standard, that might actually replace that EN. Think about now we're going to be grading ourselves and our suppliers on the same metrics across across modes, across geographies. And we can really start to have a true baseline that we can measure against going forward. Most people don't know that. I'm glad you guys do and are offering that. Do you see customers saying, hey, if that's not available, I'm not going to buy? Like, how do you see customers valuing that inter that third party verification and like having a true standard of measure?
0: You know, I think that's coming. Uh, it's you're right it's very new uh, I think customers have have said oftentimes they'll go to their vendors and try to to get data from them that makes it's intuitive you ask your vendor what what their carbon emissions are and you plug that into your numbers I think the big difference the shift is coming as the SEC starts to mandate uh, reporting scope 3 emissions reporting in uh, in financial reporting And and that that makes sense to me because you know we we have gap on the accounting side, right? We have standards that have to be followed on the financial side of the the house. As we look at the sustainability side of the house, there's going to a CFO, a CEO who's signing their name to these new reports are going to want to know that there's a basis for that data. And uh, and and that's why I think we're we're going to see a heavy shift over the
1: next 12 months. That's faster than I would have anticipated, but that. Actually excites me. <laughs> I hope and agree with you. And I guess a lot of that depends on how long it takes for the proposed ruling to become an actual ruling and confirm that scope three is included, which I think it will. You've seen that happen internationally. I don't know why we would be any different. Um, if we are, it's just delayed, not dead is how I would tell people to think about it.
0: I agree with you. I, I think the, you know, everything that I've read suggests that the SEC is, while well, maybe under a little bit of pressure, uh, it has really good, uh, uh justification uh, coming from you're right every region of the world that isn't uh, North America right now uh, that uh, that suggests that this is an important uh, part of, of in what investors care about and frankly what the consumer cares about
1: absolutely walk me through how this becomes how this goes from a customer looking for help to a solution to tracks turning around and productizing that as a new market offering? It's a little opportunistic for us. Uh, we knew, uh, probably going back about two years ago,
0: we knew that we we wanted to move in the direction of having a sustainability suite that sits right next to our cost management suite. But it's always great when you have a tier one customer like Abvi who says, look, I'm willing to partner with you on this. I'm willing to uh, to go on the ride with you, go on the journey. And so th- that's been incredibly instrumental for us. Um, Greg Pritchard and the team at AbbVier have been huge partners for us. And, and so that's, that's been a big part of it. The other, the other part of it was simply just doing the math then and doing the research and realizing we really do have a tremendous amount of data, of the data we would need to be able to do these accurate calculations. And, uh, and so we went through that process. Uh, the, our calculation model has been uh, uh, signed off on, approved, audited by the uh, My Climate Foundation, and that—that—that that I think is also an important element. By the way, is it, that we'll see again as we shift uh, to this becoming a, a public policy standard, that uh, you'll also need third-party justification, just like we have our auditors, uh, audit partners uh, in on the financial side of the house, and you, you need your audit signed off on. I think you're also going to need to know that your model for how you solve this problem is also certified by an independent body.
1: You're absolutely right. People shouldn't discount the, the work that needs to go into this because it is going to be something you're going to be accountable for. So auditability and data tracking is huge. Why, why do customers that aren't using freight audit payment and services today do you view the sustainability suite offering as a chance to expand market share and bring in some of those other customers? Or is this something more where it's going to the existing customer base that's asking for it? Or is it both? You're, you're very clever. <laughs> yes. Uh, selfishly,
0: this does uh, allow us to expand our total addressable market. It allows us to enter conversations at the C-suite around ESG where freight audit might not traditionally participate. Uh, and, uh, and so certainly we look at it as an opportunity to our, to expand our business. But we also look at it as, as being good citizens of the world and, and being, uh, being in a position to really, truly add value in a way that allows large enterprises to drive change. We're not the ones driving change. It's, it's ABV. It's, the, it's our customers who are really going to take that, uh, that data and, and apply it to their business. In a way that that allows them to then drive change, and I think that's the secret sauce. Is is having a tool is great. You're, every customer will need it, but being able to then operationalize that tool or that that reporting um, is is going to be critical to helping drive change. There's there's re- you can report where you are, but if you really want to drive uh, overall reduction of scope three emissions, there's got to be
1: a plan, right? You've got to be able to operationalize that data. Absolutely. And, and no matter where you are in your cycle, if you're a, a business that's growing exponentially year over year or if you're somebody who's just maintaining your status quo and you're already a giant, knowing where your firm baseline is, is super valuable because that's the only way you're going to be able to manage growth and short and medium term targets towards a future net zero. Right. Well, and think of it this way. So if, if you're a product owner
0: in a company and and suddenly, you know, you're you you're used to having to manage the service times. Uh, profitability and and cost right but if now the the your ceo says look there's a new leg to the stool and it's sustainability and we're going to give you the tools the data clarity to be able to see all the way down to your product or your cost center what just like you do with with transportation cost you're now going to be able to see your sustainability your emissions cost uh, to your product that ability to chart charge back or allocate those total emissions down to each level of the enterprise to where the procurement individuals, the logistics individuals, the packaging and warehousing individuals, where all those folks, all those professionals who are making line-level decisions are able to operate operationalize the data. That's where this becomes really actionable.
1: That is such a great point, Josh, and something that I think our listeners should really take stock of as pressures continue to come from the consumer from regulators from investors for leaders of a company c-suites to start decarbonizing and start reporting they're going to necessarily come to their teams their team leaders their procurement teams and say help me do this how do i take this from an idea to an action something we can verifiably report and get these people off my back because it's important and of course we're doing the right thing but now it's becoming a business imperative that we can start doing it well repeatedly and at scale So how does Trax take, and I think you were just getting there with your last comment, how do we give those team leaders the tools to operationalize? Like, what are some of the KPIs they need to be measuring towards? How easy is it to just flip a switch and start using this new product suite if you're already a Trax customer? Can you walk through some of those questions?
0: Yeah, uh, happy to. So uh, when I think of our end users, I think of procurement folks who are managing those vendor relationships, And in this context, those procurement folks are gonna want to establish better scorecarding, right? Be able to sit in front of their key vendors and look at not just service quality, not just cost uh, improvement, but also now the third leg of the stool, sustainability and and carbon emissions. Uh, They're gonna wanna do that. They're gonna be able to set goals. And then they're gonna wanna start working with that vendor towards load optimization, towards using better fuels, right? To cleaner fuels. whether they're and and you know for their 3PL partners how are they investing in urban consolidation centers these are all some of the the, the angles they're going to take in in doing that but it and then on the on the uh, internal side of the house the people that are looking at how do they build ship package ship their product you've got product based objectives you got you got packaging optimizations you've got Mode optimization. So how can we get more on sea, more on rail? Uh, where our emissions footprints are lower. And so those, uh, being able to empower those individuals to make those decisions, it all comes down to getting good quality data and reporting into their hands through the ways they already get it. And so if we think about complex enterprises, they've got SAP, they've got Oracle, they have a massive amount of reporting and data infrastructure that they use day by day. The great thing about freight audit and tracks specifically is that we're already plugged into that infrastructure. So when we uh, ingest invoices and are, uh, are are providing cost allocation services for that customer to be able to charge back all those different cost centers and business units and products, the cost of that uh, transportation now all we have to do is add the, the carbon emissions data to that. But the but the infrastructure, the integrations, that's the hard part with every any enterprise is introducing
1: new systems into that play. That's already been done. Super, super important to make it as easy as possible for people because it is already a complex subject that people want to stay away from if they can. But as we get into carbon accounting and having that be more of an offering that firms expect to start interviewing new new systems, new tech providers. It's a great opportunity for Trax, especially, and for other providers in the space to say, we already have this. We can make your life easy. You don't have to go reinvent the wheel. What's missing or what's next for this offering? Like, Are there additional data sets that can improve that for people over time that Trax can participate in? Or are there, there are gaps in that coverage today where Trax might potentially work with other scope three buckets, right, of data providers to make a holistic picture for somebody?
0: Yeah. I mean, we we have this concept of a sustainability suite uh, within our sites. It starts with good uh, GHG emissions reporting. But then what we want to be able to do is start providing more analytics and and, uh, actionable insights. So looking at... uh, automating the process of load optimization, of mode shifts, of network design, or plugging into their existing network design infrastructure and and tooling to be able to automate that process, Uh, being able to identify where they have opportunities for vehicle optimization. Uh, These sorts of things all go into their optimization strategies. That's the next tier of the sustainability suite that we'll be producing over the coming months and hopefully not too much longer than that.
1: It's super exciting. We need everybody moving as fast as possible. I, um, I like to take the opportunity towards the end of the episode to ask all of my guests a question to take this more in a personal direction. So as, as Trax has leaned more in recent years towards offering a sustainability suite, how does Josh personally think about the need to take action for sustainability and what are some areas of interest for you? Over the last
0: 150 years, carbon has uh, grown at a rate of 4x the rate of, uh, uh currency, the rate, the, uh, rate of inflation Ac- for every, you know, across 150 years. That means that we are rapidly killing our planet rapidly. Uh, and I think there's enough evidence to, to, to demonstrate that you don't need me telling you that. I've got three kids. I love my kids. I love their kids. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> once we get to that point, look forward to being a grandpa. Uh, but. This isn't we don't live in a sustainable world right now. And if we don't and an industry does contribute a tremendous amount uh, to the uh, to the overall carbon emissions of the planet. And frankly, uh, transportation contributes. I think the last report I saw was twenty seven percent of all carbon emissions across the planet come from transportation. and that's happens to be where I make my living. And so for me, this is a fantastic opportunity to help my company be successful, help my customers do something important uh, and overall contribute to a, a much better place for my kids.
1: Couldn't have said it better myself. I feel very much aligned with that. That For me, I'm not a outdoorsman or a, an eco activist. I love being outside. I love being at the beach. I love going hiking. I wish I did it more, but it is very much a business opportunity. And to your point, business needs to own the responsibility as we've grown, especially in the developed north, we need to recognize and work towards doing better. And so I I just love talking with professionals who are making that integrating that into their, their core daily work with a called a new lens on the importance of the work that we're doing. Um, and I think companies like tracks and companies that make this a first issue will will win in the next decade. You're going to be able to attract and retain employees better because you're doing something that's got impact. You're going to be able to be at the, the first seat with customers to be able to help enable them to meet their own ESG goals as it just continues to rise in importance. So, you know, kudos and applause to you and the team on taking that intentional pivot. And I, I would love to see other solutions like it scale. Well,
0: I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, we're certainly. certainly passionate about it. We love the phrase "do well by doing good," uh, and you know this is the this is where we need to be right now in this
1: moment. And we're we're extraordinarily uh, blessed and excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, I hope to uh, have you back on sometime in the near future. See how this new suite of offerings has expanded and grown, and have some more success stories coming back. There is over a trillion dollars of
0: waste in supply chains today.
1: The net-zero carbon emission is something that corporates are taking very seriously. To meet these objectives,
0: they're gonna have to take into consideration CO2.